Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I mean, it's just the rewriting history, Didn't of course. Didn't he go yeah. out with Kate Beckinsale after all that? He I did. Mean, you're getting on a tangent. It's true. It is true. <laughs> Terribly surprising. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Also irrelevant. All of a sudden, he's like, Underworld! Yeah. <laughs> like, just, that was a great movie. Vampires. One of my favorites, actually. Graham, that's Stay amazing. Focused. It's an amazing film. <laughs> going on america and welcome to the newest episode of the dear america podcast last episode i made the huge official announcement that my book america 316 is now available for pre-sale you can go get this by going to america316.com and we appreciate every single one of you purchasing the book already we have been humbled by the response but just like Don Jr. would say, we could always use some more. So make sure to go check that out on America316.com. But this episode is actually about my good friend, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, has also written a book. This book is titled Fortitude, and we really dive in with Dan to figure out why he wrote this book What's the purpose of the book? How's this book different from every other Navy SEAL book? Because we talk about this in the episode. I didn't realize there were as many Navy SEALs as there were until they all started writing books. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Hey! Hey! What's going on, America? And do you have fortitude? That's the name of Dan's book. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. Dan Crenshaw <laughs> is here to Thanks, discuss. Wow. And, I lo- and the start I love of- you so much. Wow. I didn't- well, I thought you were saying like. like Alyssa forgot Dan's name <laughs> earlier. And, I didn't forget and- your name. I forgot how to introduce you properly. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm Dan Crenshaw. This is, this is very nice. That's amazing. I never know how to properly introduce you or anyone who's special. Like, yeah. like you are. All right. All you're right. special. I'm so, special. So Dan. She called me special. We're just going to have Dan be a co-host. Host at, at this point now, yeah, Dan, Dan's a, Dan really is becoming well. a staple on the show. But this time, he is here to talk about his book Fortitude, Fortitude, yes. which is in pre-sale right now. When does it actually go like for real? For real, April seventh. April. April seventh. It would have been great if it was April first. Just saying. That would be a Amazing day. We're gonna say this multiple times. Is it out? Is it not out? I can't yeah. tell. We're gonna say this multiple times during this podcast. Go out, purchase this book right now. Whether you're listening to this during the pre-sale phase or if you're listening to this after April 7th, I don't know why it took you this long to listen to it, but either way, go purchase this book. Support Dan Crenshaw. Support people that are not insane in D.C. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about this book, Dan. First of all, why fortitude? You should have went with fortitudinal. 
Should I have? Four to two. <laughs> yeah, you should have definitely done it. So actually, no, I'll, I'll be honest. The title was the hardest part about yeah. this. Like, it, yeah. yeah. The, the, how did this thing start? Okay. So we, I, I, somebody suggested to me, actually the same guy, and I put him in the acknowledgments. I'm like, this guy has made me do more work in my life in a good way than anybody ever. <laughs> he was like, hey, you know what? You should run for Congress. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll go do that. I'll run for Congress. And then, you know, look where I'm at now. And then he's yeah. like, hey. You know, you won that seat in Congress. You should probably write a book. I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's like, I know a guy, I know, you know, uh, an agent. So uh, I was like, yeah, maybe I should, but I don't want to be one of these seals writing a book. You know, that, 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 that has You're a, really a becoming like a stereotype it. now. I am not. I didn't even know. <laughs> not I, what I didn't happened. even know that there were so many seals, period. I thought you guys were supposed to be a really there's small not group. That many, okay, there's not you, that many of us. We just have an outsized that. impact on, on American <laughs> society. I have seen That's more different. seals come out of the woodwork. Like, I, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. You know, I think there's more CIA books than there are seal books. That, that if is you true. start researching like CIA spy novels, you'd be amazed how much how much talk there is of like covert action missions like most people don't even know what a covert action mission is and what it means what a presidential finding is this is some really cool stuff frankly and it's written about in like a million novels. everything yeah well yeah. but we're not here to publicize other people no, no, no. we're here to talk about your yeah. book so so the so the name of the book was actually the hardest thing i knew it was going to be about mental toughness and i knew i wanted each chapter to basically be a lesson in mental toughness those lessons being derived from the SEAL teams, derived from from basic psychology, from history, from pop culture. And um, it, at first it was it was sort of pitched as a spinoff of the whole Pete Davidson Saturday Night Live thing, which is kind of uh, timely as we're talking about that yes, right now. Was, that just I am so glad you brought that up because I was going to hit you with it. Right. <laughs> right. Because, like, because, I mean, yeah, Pete Davidson just can't stop talking about me. Like, I live inside this man's head. That just made the crush on you. <laughs> okay. Does. All right. All right. Well, hold on. Since, <laughs> since you brought it up, let, let, let's, for the audience members that don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, well, you know that Dan, obviously, Pete Davidson made fun of Dan and his war injury on Saturday Night Live. It was this huge, gigantic thing. Even TMZ picked it up. Um, and the then first. you actually got to go on Saturday Night Live. Yep. You two had this really like cool. You were the bigger guy. You 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 accepted his apology. Everything. We all thought it was good. Pete Davidson then later on had some kind of uh, depression issues of which you reached out to him. Um, and now on his most recent Netflix special, he basically has come out and said that he didn't really mean the apology. Uh, that he was forced to do it and that he made you famous for no reason. Uh, you think he was joking? It's kind why? of, it seems like a typical Pete Davidson thing yeah. to do. And it, yeah. it's, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, Have it, you guys it's, it's talked hard. since that last time that you texted no, each other? No, no. I mean, he texts me all the time late uh, at night, yeah. but uh, it's weird, That's actually. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, it's, he's not the only one in this room who texts me late at night all the time. <laughs> I do. I have no idea. <laughs> he was like, I did not text you. He was <laughs> looking at Alyssa. <laughs> I was looking at Alyssa. <laughs> I, <was laughs> <looking at laughs> I text Tara. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, so, I did not meet Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. We met Graham. We were most definitely, if anybody's texting a man late at night, it's me. Anyway. So, so do you care at all? I mean, is it just, is it just, do, do you think no. that you're so in the, in the public eye now that it just really comes along? You're going to end up on Netflix yeah. specials. People are going to talk about you. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's, I, I kind of like being on a Netflix special. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. Right. Right. It's, you know, it's, cool. it's, 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 I, again, it's kind of par for the course yeah. with him. Um, I, I'm a, it's a little surprising, um, but then again, not surprising. And it, it wasn't this like 
big insult or anything. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. If it you was haven't just, seen it was just your, strange. You haven't but, yeah. seen your numbers go up on social. That means no one's watching no, it. No, on Netflix I don't think anybody's anyway. really caring. Yeah. Exactly. So it but, wouldn't be very. Uh, you wouldn't have very much fortitude if you let it bother you. So let's go back so, to the so book. That's kind that's of a point, right? Yeah. So, like, so, so originally it was sort of a, a the, the idea was spun off of that event. Now. The book actually barely touches upon that event. And in fact, it's, it's not mentioned until like page maybe 200 or something. Um, well, not mentioned in detail anyway, but I mean, we do go into it. And I do what I do give the reader is some some interesting insights into just the what it was like being How a Saturday Night Live, which was, I think, you know, that's a, that's a question I often get. Oh, and yeah. so made sure to, to lay out those those little stories in the book. Right. Like the like the really little ones, like what it was like having Robert De Niro in the, in the dressing room right next to you. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, you didn't was, tell me did that. You meet him? Did you get to meet him? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, oh. yeah, we met him and, um, it was, it was kind of awkward because this was, he was coming right, right of coming off of his like really angry at Trump phase, which really hasn't ended. Uh, yeah. No, it's still and, there. Uh, yeah. And so it, it was maybe awkward. a slightly awkward, but, um, but you know, respectful and, and it's still cool. Let's oh, be honest well, yeah. to, to, yeah. to me, Robert De Niro. Um, uh, my, my favorite by far is, uh, Kate McKenna. She's just Uh-oh. one just hugely talented comedian and just really nice. Yeah. Um, and so, That's you know, cool. I like that. Um, yeah, she just got to meet a lot of cool people. So I try to give some some insights on what it's like being behind the scenes. But again, that's like that. The only reason I bring up that example at all was because that particular chapter is about a sense of shame. And so every chapter and also I'll just talk about this one chapter, give you an idea of of of, of what this book is, is about. Um, every chapter is an insight or a philosophy, really. And that philosophy might be derived uh, from my time in combat. It might be derived from pop culture. When I say, you know, chapter seven's about a, the proper sense of shame, that's a little bit more derived from from pop culture. So what I'm talking about there is is the real story behind the Saturday Night Live thing was that everybody showed the right degree of shame. Okay, so what do I mean by that? We we tend to be in this this weird culture right now where where you have two choices, either, either you double down and don't give a damn what anybody thinks, or you like, or you just bow down to the outrage mob. Because fundamentally this book's about the outrage mob. Okay. So I don't think I made that clear. So you have those two options and those aren't good options. Like, right. There's a lot in between, you know, like, and I bring some examples of some good in betweens. And frankly, the Saturday night live thing was about the right degree of shame. So, so I didn't go on and like try to try to fire the you know like fan the flames yeah. of outrage. You Ian know, and Pete Davidson's career, yeah. right, right, and to fire him. How could he yeah. do this? Blah blah blah. I'm a veteran, and, and yeah. everybody was waiting for it. Everybody was waiting for it, yeah. right? I mean, that's why it blew up so much, okay? Yeah. And and I love how, by the way, like left wing media still likes to claim that that's exactly what happened. Right. But it didn't. I mean, it's just the rewriting history. Didn't of he go out yeah. with Kate Beckinsale after all that? I mean, you're getting on a tangent. It's true. It is true. <laughs> Terribly surprising. It's unbelievable. <laughs> also irrelevant. To the <laughs> um, and so it's so. I think so how I, I think. So man. I, so I, that's like I this, think how I think. All of, a, all of a sudden, he's like, Underworld! <laughs> that was a great movie. Vampires. One of my favorites, actually. Stay focused. Amazing <laughs> this sponsor is We the People Holsters. They've been with us since the beginning. I have a uh, holster with my face on it in the truck 
right now with my trusty 45 friends stop wasting money on overpriced holsters starting at just 37 dollars. we the people holsters are custom made in america their proprietary app allows for you to easily adjust both the cant and ride of your holster every single time it fits comfortably and securely and you can get my face on it. They have dozens of options to choose from, from both inside and outside the waistband, plus an amazing selection of the printed holsters with everything from the Constitution to Blue Lives Matter to my face on it. Go to WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash G-R-A-H-A-M and get yours today. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee. Get an additional $10 off when you use the offer code Graham. Satisfaction is guaranteed. If it's not perfect, they send it back. Go to WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Graham. That's WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Graham. All right, all right. So yeah, pro- right amount of shame. So so the right amount of shame is like, listen. Uh, well, my comment was, you know, in this life, you should you should try hard not to offend people, and you should try hard, even harder not to be offended. Right? It's just generally okay. good advice. And I got this advice from a, from a Harvard professor actually, um, who who was who was giving it to students it at is. orientation. Yeah, there did, it is. Have you heard of it? Do you talk about going to Harvard? You're in the Harvard. Book? Uh, a little bit. I've seen <laughs> good stories from from Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> just in case you didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> go, go ahead. The Texas A&M of the Dan's a smarty pants. <laughs> so, and so that, right. So that was my reaction. Mm-hmm. And now if I had fanned the flames, Saturday Night Live would have had to just, you know, I, I guess put up the barricades and just weather the storm. Right. 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 Just like everybody does when the outrage, when the outrage mob comes at you. Um, but they didn't have to do that. No, I mean, they did have to to an extent, but I didn't help with that. Right. right. So that gave them some space that gave them some space to be like, hey, we're going to show the right amount of shame. OK, we're not going to bow down to the outrage mob, but we are going to say we're sorry and that it was a mistake, but we're not going to fire Pete Davidson. Right. OK. And we're going to have you on the show. And we're going to make it right. See, that never would have happened if I had decided to, to go full outrage mob against them and like lead yeah. the charge. So this is what I mean. Right. That's another that's an example um, that what I also bring up the fact that Shane Gillis, another comedian who got kind of outed for some in- inappropriate jokes, you know, early in his career. The day he started at Saturday Night Live, that stuff came out. They fired him right away. Right. So like oh, wow. you, this, it went wrong. Like why, why not give him the same space that right. Pete Davidson got? Yeah. Yeah. We should ask these questions. Like why, why are we letting outrage mobs drive this right. stuff? Yeah. And, um, you know, there's reasons for that. Frankly, you know, going after me is different than going after, say, you know, minority groups that, that, that Shane Gillis went after. Right. And so that's, that's part of it. Right. right. That's part of the hierarchy of, of, of victimhood there. Um, so we, we examine that and I show some good examples. Like, let me give you another good example of the right sense of shame. Uh, uh, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, oh, right? Remember right. the whole, remember when everybody George freaked Bush. out when she was hanging out with, with George, George W. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, she didn't apologize, right? right. She, but she explained it and she's like, I'm not going to apologize, but I will explain it. It's like, it's like the perfect medium. And what did that do? It just deflated the entire thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. People moved on in, in a right. good way. Like this is what you're supposed to do. Now here's a bad example. I use uh, Mario Lopez, right? Uh, Our hero ooh. from Saved by the Bell, because yeah. Graham always tells me what a big fan of Saved by the Bell he is. AC Are you Slater, not? For sure. Yeah. No, I am, but I, I heard oh, they're okay. bringing it. I admit to that. I heard that they're bringing it back. 
No, what? That they're bringing is that back, appropriate? Though? Like they're going to have kids, I guess, that no, are at Bayside High. No, your head. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't it's know. money, people. They try to bring Fuller House know. back, too. And it's, Give the people yeah. what well, they want. Fuller House seemed pretty good. Fuller House is good. We're just not oh, 10 like anymore. Whatever. Another yeah. tangent here. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. So, Mario Lopez. So, yeah, so yeah. Mario Lopez, he got he got in trouble because he was like, you know, I think a three-year-old's probably not old enough to choose their gender. Right. <gasps> Remember when he said that? Yeah. And he just got destroyed. He got destroyed. But what did he do? He bowed. He yeah. bowed to the outrage. I mob, want my right? career. And so, like, the right degree of shame is a very important element of mental toughness. Okay, why is that? Because when you feel bad about something, well, then, then you know you're supposed to get better. And, like, yeah. it's a very basic concept. And so I, I talk a lot, of, a lot about pop culture as sort of the, the cultural context of shame. But there's a deeper personal context to the feeling the right sense of shame, too. And as it relates to mental toughness and what is the next chapter, which is the right sense of duty. Because you can't get to the right sense of duty in living your life I mean, doing the right things, making the right choices every single day if you don't feel bad about doing the wrong things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and we've sort of gone into this like this, is, this comes from moral relativism. This comes from a culture where do what you feel is right. right. Well, yeah. no, Live maybe, your truth. No, you've got to do what is right. And there, yeah. is, there is like an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And um, I go into, in a different chapter, I go into a deep discussion of the Ten Commandments and like why that actually matters and That's why awesome. why. Why, why truth does come from somewhere, yeah. you know, and our laws come from somewhere. And this, this, yeah. this carries on into like many, many parts of our lives. And so like, that's what you can kind of expect from the book. It's not quite what people think. Yeah, right? I wasn't, I wasn't and, and so, because like people probably think it's going to be like just hardcore. Maybe see <laughs> yeah, 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 talking about hard, be harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like, well, that's true. Man. But like, stop <laughs> sucking. Yeah. Suck less. Yeah. You want to lift more weight? Do it. more yeah. weight like, just, which is all good advice to be perfectly yeah. honest like yeah you want to get better at this no then do then more be better. <laughs> be better. but but i like that because that is what people would expect right they would yeah. expect that that almost david goggins kind of yeah kind of not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that it's just not what i did yeah, yeah exactly right. not what the book and, is. And, and i like that to to read something that's going to be different than what people think it's going to be about yeah. mm-hmm. there's would, still going to be war stories like don't worry like you'll still worry. get that stuff in there it's just do it's you just have not the quite... story in there the, the, oh yeah the yeah loop. so so the second chapter well i guess it's really the first chapter because i go from an intro into this one and and this is probably it's the first one to start with for sure it's the perspectives from darkness and so you know you can imagine what that's about yeah. like and and so i tell the entire story <laughs> i didn't even notice that's a good that's a good title Dog Ram. that's awesome oh. Listen, no, she didn't know my name she doesn't know i'm missing I know an eye name. I know <laughs> I know. these introductions are awkward my wife is the smartest woman i know but she is frazzled today i don't know what's going on that's the opposite of fortitude. we've been in the car for seven <laughs> hours our next sponsor is express vpn so we all know how vpn protects your privacy and security online right but I didn't know this until recently, and it's taken my TV watching game to the next level. Yeah, I know I travel all the time, but I'm 33 years old. So one of my favorite things to do now is with Alyssa, uh, just watch TV like an old married couple because that's what we are. So you can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. 
Over the weekend, I used ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on UK Netflix. It was so simple. I just fired up ExpressVPN app, changed my location to UK, refreshed Netflix, and that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix. I guess that's all you Dragon Ball Z fans out there. I don't really know. I'm not into the anime, but you can do it. Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream it in HD, no problem. If you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash G-R-A-H-A-M, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Graham. So Perspectives from Darkness, yeah, it's a story of that, right? And then it's, but again, it's a deeper discussion about what kind of perspective this gives you. And this perspective of if you've been through this, you can get through more than this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, if I've if I've got my eye blown out of my head, I can probably like deal with waking up really early. So, Not like Jocko early. Nobody can deal with that. No one can <laughs> do that. His pictures of his watch they don't just, just make, make me feel sad. bad. Yeah, they make yeah. me <laughs> sad. Like you'd be doing like, more like, with your life. I can see how it's motivating and I get it. Like I, yeah. I get it. And, and and I respect it. I really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it makes me sad. The only like like sadness I feel that I can only equate it to military time is when I get up really early and it's still dark outside. Yeah, and I have dead. like that pit in my stomach, like we're getting to go ready to go yeah. run. It's like something. Just, I'm not supposed to be up. Right yeah, now. it's like yeah. no one's supposed to be up yeah. at this time. What are Jocko we, is. What are we, he's lived half a day yeah, before yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's been up for three out. hours. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is well, no, long him and the Amish thinking about what been up you are the whole time? You know. So, so while you're writing this book. Let's focus on that because I don't want to give too much of the book away yeah. for readers, but 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 I want to talk to you about writing the book. Yeah, because um, you wrote a book recently. What's right? that? Because you because you as well. Uh, that's right? right. By the time you by oh, the time you, you hear this, I will have announced the pre-sale. Do we have to cut <laughs> no, it out? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> the, the pre-sale will be announced. Uh, but this is not about my book. This is about yours. But yes, I can talk to you. Like we are both like authors here. Yeah, like, like we're like writers. Me, me and Jake are just going to sit over here so, quietly on the couch then. So for me, <laughs> writing the book, a lot of people told me, because I said very similar. I said, you know, I'm not a Navy SEAL, so I don't have really cool war stories like you do. I said, I'm not going to bore people with that. I would much rather talk about me and the life of how I got to this point in the first place. Yeah. What it's actually like to get attacked and be on the front page of Yahoo and all this other kind of stuff. And you're the most racist child abuser ever because you teach your kids guns. That's what I'd rather talk about. Mm -hmm. Was it difficult for you at any point writing this book? Because a lot of people told me and for me, it did. It made me relive some things that, you know, we we store away. Uh, and we move forward in our lives, but but you're forced to reopen those and relive those. Were, were, were any parts of the book except uh, specifically difficult for you? Um, I don't know. That that's an interesting question. Um, It'd be the opposite there, of your be, title of the book, probably. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah. weak, Dan? Nothing bothers I, I, me I don't ever. Know if, I don't know about difficult, but definitely like yeah. I mean, they definitely eat at your heart a little bit. I, yeah. I can imagine that, especially. I, the only example, though, to be honest, because I've talked about my injuries so much that yeah. I'm 
I'm honestly, I'm completely immune to it. Right. I, I don't, I don't feel anything. Um, but, but I, I do tell a long story of my mother. So I lost my mom to cancer when I was 10 and she's, she's part of that chapter on perspective. It's right. like, if my mom can do this with like two little boys at age 35, she's diagnosed with cancer, which is the age I am right now, you know, maybe you can suck it up, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, uh, so again, the, the perspective stuff is so important. And, um, I, I bring it even further back into my family because we have a long family history in Texas and, uh, you know, talk about Sarah Howard. Who, who came to, to Texas, I think at age like 16, um, watched two of her husbands get killed by, by Comanches or some kids get killed. Like, you know, and then she just keeps wow. persevering and like, here I am. And mm-hmm. here I am like really upset because the Wi-Fi on Southwest <laughs> yeah. doesn't work yeah. at 30,000 feet and it should work. Yeah. But and it I doesn't. Paid but I'm a victim because of it. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, guys, like it, it's, it, it, it moderates your thinking when you live with some perspective and it doesn't mean bad things have to happen to you, but it does mean you need the mental fortitude to imagine, just imagine that there are other people who have had it way worse. And like, yeah, as I'm sitting blind in a hospital room, well, a lot of my buddies are dead. So, and their families wake up every single day without, you know, or or their wives wake up every single day without their husband there. Like that's worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and it doesn't make your situation better. It doesn't excuse bad things that happen to you. And I try to make that very clear. Like, I don't want, I don't want people to think that I'm just, uh, I'm trying to undercut their, their, their real grievances that those yeah. exist, but you can't do anything about them once they've happened. Yeah. Right? You have to make choices to move on and you have yeah. to tell yourself a different story mm-hmm. um, that you control. And if you don't want to control it, then that means somebody else has power. It's the glass, yeah. it's yeah. the glass yeah. it's the perspective. Yeah. It is. It is. And it, yeah. And that's, that's one way to put it, but people really get down on that. So we really dive into that perspective part. I think it's interesting. Sorry, just paralleling now at the moment that, he his hardest part of his book too was on his childhood childhood parts. and i just mm-hmm. find that interesting that yours would be too i feel like that's probably common for most people yeah. but sorry i was it's just probably what we talk about that. the least maybe yeah. and so and so once you have to bring that up and and um and even you know and i can't say it was that hard because even then i've talked about it quite a bit right. i um and it's when, when you get into public life you sort of have to right so it wasn't that hard the hardest part about about writing a book like this is is frankly extracting principles from the things you already know. That's that's not as easy as it sounds because like you you live a certain life and you live with certain principles and you live with certain habits and lessons and they seem to work for you, but you're not really sure where they came from. And so right, yeah. and so when you see seal books out there that are actually successful, you know, like Jocko's books, yeah. it's because he's able to articulate like what he actually learned, right. Right. which is frankly pretty difficult for a lot of team guys. Cause yeah. I'm just like, well, I know, I know what he's saying is right, but I didn't really know how to articulate it that way. So I tried to do that in a unique way. That wasn't what you've read before. It's hard to correctly define for someone else, your morals or your standards mm-hmm. and, and what I make it relatable. Right. Exactly. It, it'd be like me telling you, well, define love. I've never been in love, so define it for me. You know, yeah, what, 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 yeah, exactly. what is love exactly? You know, it, it, those are really hard things to truly just pinpoint, right? Because yeah. your morals are your morals. It requires you to think. It, it like does. Deeply. It requires you to yeah. think really and write, hard. And, and rewrite <laughs> stuff. And do that? People yeah. have to reread it for you yeah. and be like, that didn't make any sense. Well, yeah. And yeah. you got to go through it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, why, why do you, I don't know, why, why do you not steal something? Well, because it's wrong. Well, why is why? it wrong? Yeah. Uh, well, because my whole life I've been raised to believe it's wrong. Right. Okay. But why does that make it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, like that's tough. Like yeah, really? I can, why? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I hadn't thought about it like that, but th- th- that's a good, 
And I actually answered that exact question in the book. What about stealing something? Yeah, it's part of the Ten Commandments. Oh, oh that's, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's awesome. right. So, okay. it, you know, we go into this actually, and you would think it, and it does have a relationship to fortitude and mental strength. It does because it takes mental strength to live with purpose. Yeah. Right. And do the right thing, even the small things every day. It takes mental strength to have an end goal that you won't quit until you get there. Because I have a yeah. whole chapter about what I call no plan B. Right. Living with a no plan B mentality doesn't mean you don't have contingencies. Doesn't mean that you don't sometimes make a choice to change careers because, you know, you found out you really suck at playing a saxophone. (laughs) You're just not good at it. And like you need to change. That's not quitting. You should be a judge. It's a realistic. On like America's Got Talent. That'd be amazing. You would be fantastic. I wouldn't know anything about what they're supposed to be doing. I would just be like, wasn't feeling it. Maybe, maybe you should read my book. Yeah. And then come back yeah. next year. I was like, Quit crying. Are, yeah. are you crying? Are you, are you, are are you, you crying? crying? Right something here. in your eye? Yeah. You're literally you on TV. my eye patch. <laughs> prevent you from looking like you're crying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and of course, this sponsor is Red Arrow Weapons. We love this, guys. We love this, guys. We love these guys. Kip Campbell, Red Arrow TV, an amazing individual. He started Red Arrow Weapons. This is a great company. They're fighting the battle in Virginia. Ralph Northam, the attack on our Second Amendment's right this second. Red Arrow Weapons are made 100% in the USA. That's right, people. One, zero, zero percent in America. Not only that, they sponsor us and they support what we do and what we stand for. We need to support them for dear america podcast listeners you can use coupon code recall ralph r-e-c-a-l-l-r-a-l-f-p-h recall ralph to get 10 percent off their 300 blackout pistols plus free shipping go support red arrow weapons do the thing stand up for your second amendment rights go check out red arrow weapons now so do you do you because you were working on it while after you were sworn in as a congressman so so do you talk about anything uh political political oh yeah yeah good question um well thank you it's It's it's, almost like i have a i have a show it's it's certainly (laughs) should there be like a music thing that happens like your instrumental music while you say this part oh get Oh, that would be. We'll put it in post. Right next to the microphone. Send it to Jake. <laughs> some very inspirational background music. So uh, yeah, it, it's definitely light on politics, but they're in there. Um, and I actually use some. I'll, I'll get really wonky on on certain policy issues to mm-hmm. illustrate my point. Because I like, appreciate you points, said wonky because I say that. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, y'all are texting each other at night. I mean, why not? Shut up. You're gonna start this weird rumor. Oh now. my god, there it goes. Please yeah. stop. Please stop. I do not check in. It's a joke. I know. I'm texting Dan at night. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And too much. So wonky. Well, if you would write him back, Dan, you wouldn't have to text you so much. Yeah. I'm trying to build up my fortitude. It's proof that this is true. He gets very upset when I don't text him back. I don't like it. So I've actually made a conscious effort to text you back very quickly. It goes with that whole morals and like ethics thing at that point. I don't think that's morals and ethics. Someone texts you is the polite thing to do text them back. I don't understand why Dan, so Dan wasn't raised like that. It's, it's, so it's, it's he like doesn't a, understand. It's any of the SOCOM guys, or uh, all of you, all oh, of horrible oh, text oh, etiquette. All, all of you people. All, all of you people, people are terrible. We text each other back 
right away. It's a brotherhood. There it is. You know he's emotional. Now you have to write an apology. Very emotional. Everyone's going to think because of the questions I've put up that I've read this book already. I assure you, Dan Crenshaw has given me no book of any kind. Well, it's not printed yet. And I will will have to purchase the book. And then eventually, maybe I'll get You will have to purchase it. No, Terry's going to send me a copy, so you're good. No, seriously, seriously, you need to go buy the book right now. Go buy the book. So the, Okay, the question was about politics. So I got wonky on some aspects because because one of the points being made in the book is look into something before you emotionally react. Right. Right. Like, I mean, oh, my. I mean, these aren't crazy insights, you know, count to 10. Um, (laughs) But but it's 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 driving our culture crazy. Right. Like you see you see that headline. And these headlines are designed with very specific intent in mind. And it's frustrating. And frankly, I feel sorry for some journalists, too. Um, because they'll write like a an article or an op-ed that's really not that bad. It's not that biased. They try to you know maybe fairly hit both sides, but then the but the title of it is just terrible. Yeah, right. You know, and so, by so somebody else most of the yeah, time. Yeah, it's editorialized. Let's spice by the this editors. thing up a little right. bit here. Yeah, and um, and so that you know that needs to be said. And uh, so I'll actually go into examples of like this is what you probably thought of this you know Trump administration policy on the environment just by reading the headline. Let me lay out for you how intricate this actually gets and how really it shouldn't make you mad. Right. You know, and it just and if you knew all this and you internalized it, you wouldn't be angry. But you still posted on Facebook and you still got mad and it got 55 likes and like and they all shared it. And like and this is this is really bad. And this is this isn't this is an element of fortitude. And so so there's there's little political stuff in it like that. I'd say the last chapter is probably the most political. I mean, I really do a deep dive on progressivism versus conservatism and how it relates to the American story. Um, So, I mean, you know, you hear me talk a lot in, in public and what I often talk about is American culture and the and the the cultural foundations that make our country a good, sustainable country. And um, the, the victimhood narrative and crisis that we're that we're seeing right now, it eventually leads to this sort of hatred of America, right? This story of America that's the wrong one. And so in the last chapter is literally called the story of America, because the chapter before that's the story we tell ourselves about overcoming hardship. OK, and how and how you control your own destiny, your own story right. and then extrapolate that into the broader culture. Because this is a cultural book in the end. It's a, it's a cultural philosophy book. And so, you know, that and, and in order to define those things, I have to talk about, you know, the different political ideologies. And, and, and that's what I do in that book. But ultimately about why we should appreciate America. I have a question. I like that's that. Not, it is related to your book. But um, are you. No question is not related no, at all is. to what we're talking about. Are you worried just because as a congressman that they're just going to rip your book to pieces? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're going to try. Right. But, that but was, I mean, were you I don't worried, know. I mean, like, I, as you were I, writing, I see, I see a was lot that of always other... in the back of your head, though? Like, sure, sure. I mean, we don't want to, I don't, and I, and, and I truly believe that liberals can read my book and, and not get mad. Right. I don't, I don't think the far left can read it and not get mad because I think they they're going to hate it. Everything. But, but I absolutely, I, because I, t- I rip apart conservatives in this book, too. Let me be honest. Good. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I rip apart some, Jake some, is interested. Some examples <laughs> just of like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually try to balance it pretty well. Um, I'll be honest, I compliment President Obama twice. Whoa. Whoa. And everyone just <laughs> yeah. turned yeah. off for a note. On his speech. Yeah. Speaking yeah, skills. Right? Because, because, because frankly, Obama has been very good on this particular issue, on like denouncing. Don't woke, give it away. Don't give it away. Ah! Yeah. So I'm not yeah. complimenting, but I, but I am like, I am. Obama's Obama's been good on this. Um, you know, I kind of, I try to leave 
I try to balance out the critique like of politicians a little bit because I, I really do want it to be read by both sides yeah. because I, I do think there's a lot of liberals out there who also can't stand outrage culture and political mm -hmm. correctness. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you survey the American people, it says 80% of people can't stand political correctness. So that's, that's, that's significant. Right. And I'm sure it's a much higher percentage of conservatives, but still that's, yeah. There's a lot of people who are angry about this and they want real solutions. So I really did not try to politicize the book at all. I don't understand tearing apart someone's book when your book is not you're not writing doctrine. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you are writing, hey, this is my story. This is why I think the way that I think this is, you know, th these are the I'm assuming you have a lot of uh, sources from Harvard <laughs> and all the other He's things very upset. that, that will Harvard's a trigger word. Harvard. You and your you and your schooling. You and your book yeah. learning. Yeah, you, you and your maps. <laughs> and your, and maps. your geography. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, good. I, I don't understand <laughs> picking apart something like that. You know, it is very obvious. This is Dan Crenshaw speaking in his book yeah. this is this is and this like, is what dan crenshaw thinks right i i, I don't and understand I, tearing that apart and then you know a lot of it is probably stuff i've talked about before so you know i don't know i mean it's it's uh it, it will happen it kind of depends on what interviews you do i'm mm. sure I, i've uh you know i've watched you know jordan peterson and ben shapiro go on and like you read their books and they really shouldn't be that controversial at all, Not at all. it's just kind of amazing how how people deliberately take things out of context and deliberately you know refuse to give any benefit of the doubt it's it's right. quite strange but I you can't know wait till they read my book yeah i can't wait it's 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 well, um, they go into it just expecting looking for something yeah. Yeah. they yeah. clearly go into it looking for something yeah to yeah to. and I, and you know and definitely being a politician i probably i peruse through it more carefully i mean yeah, like would... let's take out that where you know it's not necessary to make that but it doesn't actually right. contribute to the broader point so why so i mean yeah i mean why I, poke the bear because the goal is not provocation i mean it's right. it would that would be literally that's that the is the opposite yeah. Yeah. what you're trying to talk about the goal yeah. is not provocation i mean you know like i said i the, the last chapter you know I, I i really pick apart progressivism which i do all the time yeah. i'm a conservative politician um but but i tell you why you know and i'm, I'm telling you what the point of this is and 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 and, and, and how we should review our culture and and, and the dangers that we should be observing and, and how it's changing the story of America that we're telling. And so it's, uh, yeah, I, don't, I hope it's not, I hope it doesn't trigger anybody. So, well, <laughs> well, that's somebody you know else's book. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. So we know that you're on a tight schedule here. So in, in closing for this yeah, book, if you, if you had to give the future readers, what's the outcome you want from someone reading your book? What do you hope that they come out of reading yeah. your book with? two things because it's again it's largely an individual book and it's also a cultural book and so we're, we're, we're walking both lines there um and so i hope that one of these lessons sticks with you right and there's and again every chapter is like a different lesson a different way of thinking about overcoming hardship or living your daily life with fortitude right so so maybe 90 percent of it doesn't speak to you but i bet one thing will maybe two or three um and for Graham, probably all of it. Yes. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. I can just, <laughs> I'm, actually I'm crying. But then also a, a deeper insight into the, the problems facing our culture with respect to 
outrage culture and our microaggression culture and just mm. every this this need to pounce on each other um in in just totally unseemly ways uh you know and like like this week's a perfect example the president's taking a ton of heat for coronavirus handling yeah. and it's like it's been pretty good where, so far where where is this coming from this, there's no need to make this political but yeah. it is and so it's a perfect and i i view this as an example of outrage culture yeah. like it's deliberately deliberately misleading the public de- deliberately i mean the democrats deliberately misleading right. the public about how the handling has been and just 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 looking to snipe at somebody just because they're not on your team it's just totally unnecessary right. and yeah. it, it, it and it's a, it is a feature of our culture these days um and it's it's just it's it's tearing us apart right it's tearing up we, we don't share pop culture anymore you know because our pop culture icons keep getting political yeah. Yeah. politicized right. everything this isn't good yeah. and, and and we we have to step back from the brink um and so it's, it's not necessarily about civility i don't i don't actually mention civility a lot in the book you know i've kind of that that was the outcome of you know the op-eds i wrote after the pete davidson snl thing that's not really what this book is about it really is more about living with mental strength and, and a part of now civility is a is a consequence of living with better mental fortitude, of course, because if you're if you're mentally tough, you, you're probably you probably don't need to be uncivil to people because yeah. you're more secure with right. yourself. Yeah, right. that's true. Right. And uh, so it's it's certainly a consequence of that. But there's there's deep things that we have to be talking about as a culture and as individuals, and and you know who we are as a culture. It is it is it is the fabric woven from those individual threads that we ourselves weave. This next sponsor is Tac Pack. Tac Pack is another one that's been with us since the very beginning. So, Tac Pack is the premier monthly subscription box for military, tactical, and Second Amendment enthusiasts. For just $49.95 a month, they ship you at least $100 of gear every single month like 511 hex meg mission first tactical arm aspect and amerigrip just to name a few they ship out ar-15 parts and everyday carry tools knives cleaning kits and a mix of other tactical gear and apparel direct to you to survive the zombie apocalypse go to tacpack.com and when you use the promo code graham at checkout receive a free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out to you with your first pack so if you're into tactical gear from the best companies for half the price tag pack is for you go to tagpack.com right now for the march pack that's tagpack.com offer code graham well i can't wait nice. to read the book dan uh and since you brought it up as long as the coronavirus doesn't take us all out i am excited for the book to drop on april 7th but where can they go for pre-order right now, and if they listen to this after April 7th, where can they go to find your book? So the easiest place to go is dancrenshawbook.com, dancrenshawbook.com, um, and there you will find all of the available places you can buy it, you know, like Barnes & Noble, Amazon. And if you want to buy a lot of copies, you can buy them from all different places, because that helps me get up to the New York Times bestseller list. There so you go. They, bought they have a, a formula. In one place, it doesn't count? As yeah, like as if, if everybody just goes to Amazon and buys your book, the... It hurts your it hurts your ability to move up in the New York Times bestseller yeah, list. Yeah, they they want to see people buying Variety. books in a lot of different places. Yeah. So please buy the book um, in a lot of different places. Every place. Yeah, yeah I there mean, you go. clearly, you know, clearly. That, that would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> so it's just uh, yeah, it's interesting now, that they put doing, that out there. Are you doing anything special? Are you doing a book tour? Are you doing any signing oh, yeah. events coming up? Anything like that? Good question. Um, definitely doing the book tour. You know, the the details will be on DanCrenshawBook.com. Okay, we'll be hitting a lot 
lot of the the big cities. Um, you know, that week of, in April, be on TV talking about it, and then go to New York, and I think Florida, of course, we'll do a ton of stuff in Houston, um, in, in California. Hey, you know what? Wherever you want me. So, well, yeah, wherever, wherever there's a crowd, Reach we'll, we'll, we'll do go. our best to get there. There you go. Does Graham get his? Graham's going to get the, the most specialist. Dude, if I don't get a signed book, I will burn this place down. I'm just this saying. Hotel? This is ridiculous. <laughs> My God, Graham. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Violence. Everyone in here. <laughs> so he's going to read your book soon. Graham's, Graham's definitely getting the book. Yeah, I'm Graham's pumped to read the book. book. I'm super right excited. Away. Yeah, yeah, I really like how you're Thank you for it. offering. I think that's really neat. I'm excited to read it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Thank you. Uh, okay. Well, Dan. Thank you so much for dropping by here in D.C. We actually finally got to do this here in D.C. for once. I know. It's very cool. Uh, Glad to have you all up here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah it's going to be going to be a hectic 36 hours here. I anyway, bet. Dan, we love you on the show. Super pumped Only about on your the book. Show. Not personally. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the show. Not personally. Sorry. I love my wife. Anyway. All right. Oh, Make sure to today. go and buy Dan Crenshaw's book. FortitudeDanCrenshawBook.com. Yes. It's easy enough for us to remember. Yeah, yeah that's that, that Harvard education paying off. DanCrenshawBook.com. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, where can they find you? Producer underscore Jake on Instagram. And Alyssa? Alyssa Allen on Instagram. And I am Graham Allen. Fortitude, Dan Crenshaw's new book. Go buy it right now. And thank you for listening to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. And we'll see you all again next time. Bye. See ya.